It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. Is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app? Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, with you today. And obviously, um, it's been a tough week, man. I think you know everyone listening knows by now. I'm sure it's been the biggest story in the country. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of people listening were watching on Monday night, like Elliot and I were, and and we were texting back and forth. And um, you know, obviously, the Demar Hamlin situation is the single scariest thing we've dealt with as football fans in our life. And I know a lot of players, the scariest thing they've ever dealt with, all this stuff, um, you know, it makes you step back and and think about why we love it. I mean, there's so many different aspects to it. Obviously, just off the top, you know, join everyone and, and you know, all where right. we're at is all we really care about is this kid being okay and, and getting these, you know, positive updates and hoping that he's going to come out of this and be okay. And everything else is secondary to that. But then there's, you know, a lot of other issues that that surround this whole thing. It's um, how you doing? Well, I, as someone who's covered the NFL for over decades yeah. and who spends their life, a decade, right? Yeah, I'm right about that, no, right? Yeah, no, it, I, it sounds crazy. crazy hear, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, you've been around the sport. It's been your life. Yeah, your every day of your life is this sport for a decade. Um, seeing that, reacting to that, and obviously we'll we'll get into some Eagles talk, all that later, and all that. But you know. Uh, this is clearly the most important thing happening in the sport right yeah. now. Um, I mean, wh- how, where's your head at with all of it? It was watching it live, coming off of the Josh Sweat thing. And I bring that up because when Josh Sweat was on the stretcher on Sunday against the Saints, I'm up in the press box, and it's scary, right? You're looking at it. You don't really know what's he, going his, on. Yeah, his legs aren't moving, right? You see the stretcher come out. They wheel him like the slowest I've ever seen the, uh, a cart move to get him into the locker room. You know, he, you hear he goes to the hospital. So in some ways, it was there was a similarity to, at least initially. Initially, yeah. yeah. 
But but I think because having just seen the Josh Sweat thing, and then afterwards you hear Fletcher Cox and Nick Sirianni, and you know they were joking with Josh on the field. And so when I was watching the Demar Hamlin thing, what I kept telling myself was, we don't know what's happening down there, you know, because because I just just through the Josh Sweat it, thing yep. where it was it looks so scary, but you're not down there, you don't have the information, you don't know what's happening, but. Obviously, very quickly, it moves to they're doing CPR. He, the ambulance is on the field. And and, it, and I think more than anything, at least, for, I mean, it's the CPR when you hear that. But then I think seeing the, the players themselves, yeah. like we've never, you know, there have been, we've seen a ton of these injuries, right? I don't ever remember one where the players are crying on the sideline, you know? I right. mean, it was, it was, it was a, a scene, well, you know? Well, and it's obviously unprecedented from anything I've ever seen or experienced at an NFL game. But if you remember, me and you were here, I guess it would have been last year, and uh, Christian Erickson in the Euros. Yeah, we were talking about yeah, we, we were here on at the, the radio. same time. Yeah, on the radio, uh, we watched it, it happen. Yeah. And so we didn't know what to do we with thought, our, we with thought our thought radio he had show. Away we on were the like, field. wow, we don't really know what to say here. Right. I know it was an Eagles show, but like we just saw the, one of the scariest things we've ever seen. Right. So, and you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. The game was Monday night. And. I think the scariest thing and the saddest thing is each morning you wake up and you think, okay, this will be where you wake up and you check Twitter and it's Hamlin is awake, he's feeling better, that type of stuff. And we're recording this as a Wednesday afternoon and the latest update is he's still in intensive care. Still in um, critical condition. Yeah, Chris, still in critical condition. It looks like there's good news coming. but Yeah, it's positive signs is what they're right. saying. But again, like we will, this is one of those things where until he wakes up and his brain is okay. you know, yeah, you we, don't, we know nothing, right? We don't right? know. We, we just you know, know he's, in, he's in intensive care. But- I think that because we know, me and you, and I think as everyone listening, obviously, does not know the specifics of what happened, what's happening with him, what I think has been interesting about this experience is it everyone has like a personal type of story to it. Or like they, they deal with it in a different way. And I can only speak to my, my experience of it, which is having been in NFL locker rooms for the last 10 years. And I think that sometimes with NFL players, they go out there on Sunday and they're in full uniform. They have a helmet on. They have pads on. I mean, we grow up, you know, as kids and now even as adults, really, you view them as like gladiators. You view them as unbreakable in a lot of ways. You see how strong they are and they, they look invincible with their helmets on. But my experience of it is seeing them then Monday through Saturday, seeing them in the locker room. Like if the, you know, we, we, we look on the injury report and there's a sprained ankle. But I think sometimes we just see those words and you don't think about the fact that Throughout the week, that guy is having trouble walking. He has ice on his on his uh, ankle throughout the week. It's wrapped. He goes home and, you know, it's tough for I mean, look, you sprained your ankle. My not, ankle still hurts. Yes, exactly. This was two months ago. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Two has, months, and I still hurt. Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has a lacerated kidney. And for the most part, we've only discussed this as like, uh, When you will know, he be back? And how will he play when he comes yep. back? And everybody is guilty of that and i do i do think actually we do a good job you because we you talk about it all the time that it's my thing yeah. i always think about it but but with the damar hamlin thing it's just a, a it's it's i don't think it's a reminder of how violent the game is because we know the game is violent and what happened to him was not a violent play it was a it was a football you know play. it was almost getting struck by lightning in a way it was just like a very bad instance and a very bad specific thing and it's terrifying but i but i think what it what it does remind you of to everybody is that these really are just people that that do this for a living you know like they put on the uniform they put on the helmet but they're no different than us their body despite what Sirianni says does not heal any differently in any actual like biological way you know they're younger they're in great shape so that helps 
but the the hits hurt for them. You know, they they get hit all the time. It doesn't feel any different in a lot of ways. And if me and you were to get hit, now clearly it would probably hurt more for me and you. <laughs> but but what I what I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's it's just a reminder that these these players are not invincible. They're humans. They have families. Um, an image that really stuck with me was like after the game, you see T Higgins with his mom, with his mom, yeah. and you know he had his mom has his arm around him, and he has his arm around his mom, and it's just a reminder that. T. Higgins is a 24-year-old kid, yeah. and, like, that's that mom, like, was consoling him in that moment. And we view T. Higgins as this 6'4", amazing athlete, you know, all, like, unbelievable player. Go out player. and get touchdowns, Exactly, T. right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he he is also just someone's kid. And, and I think about it, too, when I'm in waiting to go into the locker room after the Eagles games at home and in away games, too, but... You know, you just see player after player going to the x-ray room or going to do this. And those things don't even really get discussed or reported, right? If if you got x-rays or if I got x-rays, it would be, I would tell I would tell everybody here. I would be, you know, all these things. Like, just what they go through to play this game. And again, we know it, obviously, but the Hamlin thing is just a reminder that it's just, it's scary. And it, it can be extremely things can change very quickly and and everyone well and especially yeah and i think that's what you know i think because we've seen so many of these injuries and look we've had injuries that have have you know ended careers and impact like dennis bird and ryan chazier and all these guys who've like paralyzed or or paralyzed for a time or they're they're never the same it's Mm -hmm. never the same for those people they can never play the sport again all that we've never seen something like this at least in our lifetimes watching a sport where again, the the guy was essentially dead on the field. Like they had to revive him, yeah. they had to bring him back to life on the field. And to your point about like these kids, again, most of them are kids. Like other Tom Brady, like a lot of these ki- guys are they're yeah. they're all younger than I am. I'll tell you that much, you know. <laughs> and I, you know, you see them, and and not just is there is it their friend, their their brother, their person they go to, you know, part of a team with. Right. They're seeing him get chest compressions on the. Wow. They're seeing him get AED, get shocked on the yeah. field. Like what that has to do to your psyche, to your mental. And again, and that's even you know, Demar. Though it's even worse. He's the one going through this. We're talking about the impact on the other people, much less him. But like, and T. Higgins, a perfect example of someone who has he just caught a ball and put his shoulder down and and did a place probably done a thousand times mm-hmm. in his lifetime. And now, in, in for that time, he's thinking, "Did I kill someone?" He's like, "You could have killed someone by yeah. playing football." Like what well, that does to you mentally, emotionally, like it is. It is a, a a real reminder to your point of of what these guys go through and what they're putting on the line. And look, they get paid, and there's a lot of like we know all the stuff with it, but it is a real reminder of 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 how fragile this can be and how scary it can be. Well, I also think too. And I can just speak personally here. Like if I'm scrolling Twitter or watching the news or reading an article and I see a tragedy, you know, like someone got in a car accident or somebody, whatever, you know, someone was tragically shot or something. I think my first natural reaction outside of feeling obviously bad for the incident is to try to rationalize to myself, well, that would never happen to me for whatever reason. Sure. Right. Absolutely. You know, know, well, I always wear my seatbelt. It's a great point. I never walk, whatever, right? Just like you. Oh, I I don't go in that area. Yeah, as a human, you try to say to yourself, well, that could never happen to Mm -hmm. me. And so while I think players know what they sign up for and they know that it's a physical sport and they know it's the only job where it's not a matter of if you'll get hurt, it's when you'll get hurt, nothing prepares you for being on that field and looking in the, the face of like, somebody that is passing away. I mean, you know, to use a car car wreck analogy, 
it would be like if me and you were driving and we got in a car accident and I was up and you were in intensive care, right? Like, it's like you look down at, at this person and it's a reality and a reminder of what you are risking. And I know his injury was a bit rare, but like what you are still, risking every yeah, week. He's and, wearing the same uniform as yeah. you. He's wearing the same equipment as you. Right. You, 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 you were just talking to him, all and, that. And, and that's why when I think about moving forward, and I guess we can talk about this now, I don't know what the NFL does. I mean, you, you, there's no rule you can change for this. There's nothing, you know, that you yeah, can I mean, do with this, right? Like, whatever, there's just yeah. nothing. And it's, it's extremely unfortunate that it was an extremely rare thing that happened to him. There's no rule you can change that prevents what happened to DeMar Hamlin. But I do think from a player's perspective, I even think it's weird they're going to put on the pads and practice tomorrow. Now, I'm talking about the Eagles. Other teams already have done it, right? And they're going to play on Sunday. And I'm sure that it has to be hard not to think about it. Oh my God! Yeah, of course it is. No, but again, you can rationalize it to yourself. You can try to say, "Well, yeah, what are the chances?" One in a million. Yeah, no, I get it. But still, I, I, but it's it, got to be scary. Of course it is. Of course it is. You or just, next time we see a player go down. Well, you know? it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, something could happen to you in a certain situation. Oh, this is possible. Right. But until it actually happens, yeah, you never believe it's actually. Well, you have happen. to have a sense of invincibility to an extent, even I would guess to play to play the sport. Right. And put yourself in those situations and all that. And look, they know that there's danger. Again, like we talked about, you know, guys getting paralyzed, this and that. We've seen that stuff. But it's another thing, to your point, when when you could die. You could die doing your job. Doing what you do for a living, you could die. Like, we come into WIP every day. If I thought, like, I could die talking into a microphone, it would really change the way I talked into a microphone, right? Like, and just really quick, I think that this, it's, and again, the DeMar Hamlet thing is so extreme, it's hard to relate it to almost anything. But I think that this is why... When we talk about don't don't practice them super hard in training camp, give them rest off when you can, is because every time they take the field, they are risking their body. Players get a finite amount of snaps in their career, and no one knows what that number is, right? But you know that every time that ball is snapped, someone excuse me, someone could roll up on Jason Kelsey's knee, and that's it. Some you know AJ Brown could take a cut and tear his Achilles, and that's it. So. When we have these discussions, and not just me and you, I mean, like, the royal we, it, it is really, you. it's important to remind yourself that these are humans that we're talking about with, it's like, we'll practice them harder, and they need to be ready, and they need to hit and all these things. Well, the reality is, when you're saying that, you're also saying this, you are willing to, like, essentially put these players at risk for something that you, if you feel that's important, it is what it is, but... That's the human element of the discussion. Of it's easy to say, practice them twice a day, and they should be doing all these things until you until you th- remind yourself you're talking about literal humans that are going out there, and you're risking their health for that. Yeah. No. And um, again, I I'm right there with you. Yeah. You know, and and I think this week in particular, it's a really strange situation for them. Like if you're if you're those players, I mean, I know I would I would be hesitant to go out there and really. Slam into something. I don't even know how you concentrate if you're a Bills player. Exactly. And I'm I'm sure it's hard for all players, but I'm saying if you're a Bills player, player. a Bengals player. Like, how do you go out and play football? I mean, they're playing the Patriots this week. Six days after you just saw your... your, your, And it's it's not even really six days, because you figure, like... Yeah, you're right. You know, I don't know. What's the time you actually feel semi-normal again? Yeah, well, that's the point. Yeah, I don't even think they can feel normal again again until they know what... That's what I was about to... That's literally what I was about to say, is that we don't know the prognosis still. Right. If you're the Buffalo Bills and you're hoping that in the next few days we get positive news and there's there's you know good momentum and then and then maybe it's a different discussion. I mean right. you know like all right, our our guy's okay we can go out and do this. But but if it's still unsure, if they're yeah. still not sure where his brain is at or this or that, like how do you go out and how do you go and play a sport knowing he's laying in a bed because like it's it's right. 
it, it is a really, it is a, it is the biggest conundrum, uh, emotionally, mentally, uh, all that stuff that I ever remember in sports, in my life covering sports. Like there are very few exa- like Jose Fernandez, baseball player, was a great, great, great pitcher. He died uh, a few seasons ago. In See a the one that got accident. in a boat accident. Boat accident. Yeah, yeah. And they decided to play the next day. And I've heard a lot of players say like, I can't believe he played that day. I didn't feel like I should have played. And that was, you know, the next day. Right. Like, and this is, that, that was a boating accident away from the field, just a player who's in the league. Like, this happened on the field, on national television in front of all of but us. But the other part is, and we're just kind of, you know, talking out loud here, but who knows? Maybe the Bills, you know, you also hear athletes say things they like, wanna get back they want to get back there. on the yeah, field. And so, and that was my thing when, when all this was happening, right? And people were mad at the NFL for the five-minute thing. I just think everybody's so quick to say how they would handle something. But you don't know what you would do until you're in that chair. You're getting all the inf- We don't know what the NFL knew, when they knew it. We don't know what the players were saying on the field. We don't know how they felt. We don't know what the doctors were saying. So I think for me, the biggest takeaway of Monday night when it comes to the NFL and the NFL PA, and the, like, they saved that guy's life. We can well, talk about well, the, the five. The doctors on the field didn't well, know but that, no, but yes. I, no, no, I mean, yes, the, the, the restrictions, sure. the rules that they have to have an AED there and all that. that that's but, what I'm saying. The, yeah, the league absolutely. and the league players right, association. Let's not get carried away here. That that's no, well, I mean, I'm saying the, the fact that the, everyone involved that night had a protocol in place that right, saved that person. But, but that, what does that have to saying. do with the decision to to the? And look, I, I, I don't think I think maybe it was a little far with the people getting upset and stuff like that, but I did think it took them longer than it should have to say, hey, we're not playing this game tonight. Like, that, I thought it was pretty clear. I, I don't think... As soon as the chest compressions happen, yeah. it's like, all right, no more football today. Yes. We're done. And I know there's a lot of moving pieces and there's this and that, right. but like, I, I, I thought it took them too long to just say, hey, we're not going to do this. We'll figure it out, but everyone get off the field, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out. I thought the coaches handled it great and all that. And I know their protocols are just fine, protocols, whatever, right. but you got to have someone there. And maybe it's a, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for this, but you have someone there who's like, all right, no. Like their chest compression, boom. And maybe that's a rule now. If someone has chest compressions, game over. Like that's what it should be. Maybe, yeah. That's what it should be. Like yeah. the idea that those guys were going to play football after that was the most absurd thing I've ever done. Like, did we even watch football? No one wanted to watch that. No one wanted to be a part of that. Like it was well, like, end this. Yeah, like, no, I, I 100% so agree. I, I, yeah. I get your point, but I also, I don't, I, I don't think the NFL handled it brilliantly or anything like well, that. I guess the last thing I would say is... I think the people who I think were there a, it was in the moment ex- handled it brilliantly. I, I think it was an extremely tough situation to handle I, I agree. I, and I'm I pressing all and all saying, that. You know? I, I get like, it. All right, so let's... Speaking of the NFL and, and spinning this forward, what do you think happened? I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's the toughest thing in terms of... And again, we're prefacing all this with obviously... Oh, we care about Demar yes, We're just, right. you know, look, but, we're, but, we're but talking like, here... Just and, in terms of how do you fit this game in? Well, that's the whole question. So I think it seems like... And again, we don't know anything from the NFL. This is just from a lot of people who, who know what they're talking about, but right. theorizing, guessing. It seems like there are two scenarios that are the most likely outcomes. The most likely probably is they just declare no contest and they don't play the game at any point and it screws the Bills and it's like massively. You know, I mean, the Matt, Bills they go from the one what? seat, one, one to, to the two, yeah. you know, and, and so that's and, and it also screws the Ravens. People thought about this. If it's a tie, the Bengals get the AFC North, whereas they would have been, if they had lost to the Bills on Monday, right. they would have had to beat the Ravens. The Ravens could still win the AFC North. So, like, there's a lot of ripple effect to the whole thing. I almost think it has to be a scenario where it's like, you know what? It is what it is. It, it, well, and that's my and guess. Because I, I, I think it gets too complicated. I agree. But it's, then but then the other scenario is they have the week before the, the Super Bowl, which is, you know, they can move stuff back. And which try and, I think I, that's what I would do without knowing the most all the fair. logistics. Now, you would think that especially coming off of COVID, that the NFL would have 
all types of things in mm-hmm. place where, you know, if, if, and now clearly I don't think anybody expected something like this would happen, but who knows? There's another outbreak of something and they have that week built in that they are relatively easily able to say, okay, like snap their fingers and go, we are going to what our plan B was in terms of how logistically it would work and all these things. And I kind of think that's the most fair thing to do. You play week 18, you know, and there's also a debate about whether they should even play week 18, but you play the week 18 games. And then the next week, you have the Bengals and the Bills Well, the good thing about the playing Week 18 is there's the potential for it to sort itself out. Like, if the Chiefs lose to the Raiders, all good. Yeah. And the Bills beat the Patriots, none of this matters. I'm not a big, like, games are, you know, fixed conspiracy guy. But, like— But you got to wonder. The NFL has to be rooting pretty pretty hard hard for the Vegas Raiders. For the Chiefs to lose, (laughs) you know? And, I mean, look, for what's worth, the Raiders just played well last week. The Chiefs played anything can happen. Jared Stidham. Yeah. Apparently amazing. But, like— I think that the, I think that unless your strat, unless your thing is going to be, you know what, guys, this is obviously an insanely sad situation. It is what it is. I do think then what you do is you hope it sorts itself out. But if not, I think you have to push everything back a week. I don't think you can ask the the Bengals and the Bills to play on Sunday. Now I saw something where they could play on Sunday. Well, there's a whole nother like thing where they've fri- got, they, 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 they can have play seen, the game t- on there's Friday, another but that's one I've seen happen. where it's where they no, that's not gonna happen. It's too I've seen soon another now. one where they talk about kind of um uh staggering the playoffs. So oh, yeah, NFC one. NFC one and could. AFC and the, I mean like there's all kinds of it. And again, it it just shows what a what a um you know, what a confusing kind of right. like situation they have to to navigate themselves through. Well, and the other tough thing, well, Again, the toughest part of all this is not knowing what's going to happen. Again, like as far as I'm concerned, like I'll be completely honest with you, like I am not excited for football this weekend. Like I, that's where I'm at. Like I don't, I don't feel great about it. You know, I, I question why am I going to go watch this on Sunday when this kid is lying in a hospital and I don't know if he's going to live or die. So like, and that's me as a fan. And and yes, I talk about it, but like, I can't imagine what these players are feeling. Like I can't, and I know it's their job, and and they go through this more often. You know. Examples, not this example, right. but like stuff like this more often. But man, I just I don't I don't even want to watch him play. I can't imagine they want to play. Yeah, but the the, the I mean, look, the reason Roger Goodell makes forty million dollars a year is because oh, they're going to play. He, I would be of all things, I would be shocked if there's no games this weekend. I'd be I'd be at, again unless look. There, I think there's like a ten per, Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about. Like, yeah, we all know there are a lot. Right. We uh, look how Demar Hamlin like how this plays out has to play a role in this too, right? Like it's just there's so many. Yeah, I mean, I I think, I think they're gonna just play on Sunday and then hope the game between the Bengals and the Bills isn't needed. I I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. It's a really. It's I mean, a, I do wonder if the big like, but the tough thing is you you could kind of say the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs come up with something with the league. But as you mentioned, there's all the types Ravens of implications. Are part of it too. Yeah, the Raiders are a part of Ravens, it. Like, yeah. I mean the Patriots against the like I, yeah Patriots are fighting for a playoff spot right. on Sunday. I don't know who the who the Bengals play. Is it the Steelers? No, the Bengals and the Ravens were playing for the division. If the Bengals lost on Monday night, right, right. So the, now Bengals the Bengals are playing the Ravens the 18th, and the Patriots yes, are playing. Week okay, yeah. So that's like that's yeah. I mean that's the problem. Yeah, you know? I like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's I, like I, I honestly, I'm pressing. I'll it, say this. You know, like. At least we mostly talk about the NFC. You know, I can't imagine from an Eagles perspective how well, we would try and parse this out. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And, and again, that's a tough thing too. If you're a fan of one of those teams, obviously the most important thing is Demar Hamlin's health, and I think that's where you would be. But the other part of this is there's just so much like the seasons. I don't know. It's just it's it's wild. The whole thing is just 
It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. And we'll um, obviously we'll continue to talk about it as as things play out this week. We'll be back later in the week. We'll be at parks on Saturday. We're together doing yes. our show, so that'll be super fun. Um, so obviously we'll we'll talk about this as we go. So let's let's talk a little bit of Eagles today. Obviously we're not going to go super deep or whatever. There's again to the point like I find it hard to get like super eagled yeah. up right now. Well, you know it's in what you know not inching moves right. The, not the right word, but I actually think in some ways watching what happened to Demar Hamlin makes it a super simple discussion about Jalen Hurts. You only play him if he's cleared by doctors and he's healthy. Yeah, I that's agree. I it, think that's that that is the Jalen Hurts discussion. Well, that's what I've always yeah felt. exactly yeah. yeah yeah. Well, I guess I really nothing else. But I thought you were gonna <laughs> no. Like, that's what I've always felt. I mean, until he's cleared, it seems like he can play. I mean, the the verbiage. What do you think about Nick answered today? It seemed like Nick's answer today was a little more. So coming. So before we recorded this, I was at the Novacare Complex. I don't. I am less sure than I've ever been that Jalen was playing. Like I, I thought against the Cowboys, there was no shot he was playing. I got a pretty good sense that he wasn't playing against the Saints. I kind of feel that same way about this. Uh-oh. I think if you, I think we're we're getting so, so okay. Real quick, we're getting okay because because there have been a lot of forgetting what Sirius said. There have been a lot of national report. Like Ian Rappaport said he's going to play on, or he's likely playing on right. Sunday. Adam Schefter said he's likely playing on Sunday. So so talk to me with that. I just think the way the Eagles are discussing it is the same way they always discuss players who are not going to play. That's the only really, really way I can put it. Whenever the way Nick answered that question was to me uh, like, oh yeah, he's not playing. And then this is a small thing too, but the Eagles haven't said if a quarterback's going to talk this week. That's a little interesting to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the game is in four days or whatever. If they knew Jalen was going to be healthy, I think they would be handling this differently. But I, think well, they would I don't come, think they would say it. They never do. Nick, uh, so never, Nick do, never does. He never, name one time he's ever given us that information. Well, Once with any of these guys. Jordan Davis, it's all report. Oh, high ankle sprain. He's like, I don't know. We'll see if he's out there on Sunday. He was out for six weeks or whatever. Well, okay, so I think. Every time. Well, one instance is he did just straight up declare Gardner the starter before the Cowboys. Did, sure. On I mean, that, but, but that, that was a Friday, not a Wednesday. Friday. So that's fair, yeah, right? Yeah. I think, though, I think people get so wrapped up in the like verbiage of he's close. He's close. If you just ignore, if you ignore like that, right? Let's just look at what we know factually. Jalen Hurts took a hit that injured his throwing shoulder. He has not practiced basically at all besides a limited practice on one day where he took no team reps, right? We now don't know what he's going to be today. By the time we're listening to this, you guys will probably know. My my guess is he's probably going to be limited on the practice report today, right? So what we've seen from Jalen, if you ignore like the reports and like the whatever, is it does not feel like he's getting closer, I guess is, is what I would say. And we also know that with something like this, it can be pretty cut and dry. He is either medically clear to play or he is not. And I just, I, I'm just less sure than I used to be. I guess it's the only thing I can say. Like when they lost to the Saints, and this is why I asked Nick Sirianni after the game, I thought he would flat out say, yeah, Jalen's going to be good to go. When I did my postgame hit, I said, I think he's going to play. I'm sure when we did the Monday morning thing, I said, I think he's going to play. I might be wrong. Being at the Novacare, getting a sense of like just being down there, whatever, it does not feel to me like there's certainty he's going to play. You know, Brandon Graham spoke on WIP on Monday night uh, on the Brandon Graham show and was asked, you think he's going to play? And, you know, his answer was very, well, we, we, we can win with Gardner. You know, I just, it doesn't feel like things are trending towards him playing is the only way I can put it. Well, that's concerning. I mean, that, that, well, they should win the game either way. They should but, look. They're playing against the Giants' backups, most likely. We don't know right. for sure, but it, I, I would, 
I would be shocked. And Brian Dable to you know on after the game or whatever was like, oh no, we're playing our guys, and then came out the next day and was like, oh, we're gonna do what's best of the team. Yeah, yeah. Joe Shane clearly talked to him. Was like, no, oh, I think there's an interesting discussion for them of playing their players, but I think we've already gotten. Yeah, yeah, we we discussed it. I yeah. disagree. You you whatever. I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying they're I, not going to. They're not He's, going to. Is so really, what it, let's get it. I want to. I want to get into this Gardner thing. One sec. Download the Bet Parks Come Sports Wings. You know, I mean, we just have so much fun with this. By the way, hitting parlays. I know left and right. Bet by the way, let me tell you, this is an honest answer I can give to people. And when it comes to NBA gambling, Ooh. I will go through Ooh. a week or so where it's it's not that it's not fun. It's just I've lost. You know, whatever. Blah blah blah. There is no high like being on like a four or five day streak where I'm checking the player props when I wake up. I'm checking the websites. I'm putting them together like and I'm winning. And look, I know we say we don't gamble to win because we don't. We gamble for fun. But there is nothing, no high, like, yeah. you know, like well, winning. Well, because it's fun even when you lose. Imagine what it's like when you win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of last night, I'm like laying up in bed, like praying Mike Conley's going to get two more rebounds, uh-huh. and he didn't, so I lost. But, <laughs> but look, I, I know more about the Jazz and the Kings than I there used to. There you go. Yeah. Spent, and that's the thing. Like about an hour, say, yeah. It teaches you about things, but also, like we say, you know, you're going to watch these sports anyway. You're up, you're watching basketball, you're watching football, you're watching whatever, yeah. like, you got some money on it. You're just going to be way more invested. It's way more fun. Download the app in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. Use our promo code GoBirds. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet uh, up to $750 back in site credit. If you lose that bet, you must be 21 in President Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Give him a problem. Call winning Andrew Gambler. Um, so the Gardner thing. So I don't think any Eagles fan would be excited to see Gardner. Do- no, Gar- I think if Gardner plays, there's going to be a real sense of doom and gloom. This yeah. is ending. Look, I still think they beat the Giants backups with Gardner. I do. I really do. I think Gardner is not nearly as bad as he was against the Saints. And, and it's the worst he's ever looked in Eagles uniform. Yeah. Like, he's been fine. I mean, who knows? Maybe his NFL career. When you can Maybe. Probably. I didn't watch all his Jackson. But it's up but, there. So I, I think they beat him. But I, I think more from a, like, first of all, I didn't want Jalen to sit this long. Like, I, I want him to play again before the play. Like, I don't want the first time Jalen Hurts taking the field to be like six weeks. Right. Before the, like, that That makes me more nervous than anything else. The Because I, I do... And I, there's been a lot of talk this week about Eagles' concerns and where we're at. And, and, and I think there's more concern with this team now than there has been. I'm curious season. where you are, because I felt Monday morning you were pretty like, it's okay. Yeah, well, the, look, this this is where I'm going. If Jalen Hurts is fine, I'm okay. I really am. I think Jalen Hurts is by far the most important player on this team. The whole, like, oh, some people, the most annoying thing I'm seeing now is people being like, I guess Lane Johnson might have been the most important. Yeah, no, no, no I agree. stop it. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. It is just flat out wrong. Jalen, Jalen most- covers up for Lane. Yes, being out. and and look, Lane might be the second or third or fourth. Like he's super important. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like it's a big loss, but stop it. Like stop it. It's so and annoying when people say that. I didn't even think Driscoll was that bad. It's okay, like, he yeah. struggled, but he went went against Cam Jordan. I thought Mylotta did not play against well. Cam Jordan. Yeah. No less. and it's first now, game playing, first game starting this year, and all that. Like, like you know, I whatever. I I where I'm at, and I said it the other day. Like, look, I can't. Say that the Lane Johnson injury and the Avante Maddox injury and all these injuries don't, aren't haven't tampered somewhat of my like I thought they were the best team in the NFL without a doubt and yeah. now I definitely think it's a much more of a question mark but I do think that the biggest reason they've lost these last two games the biggest reason there is panic in the city and all that is because Jalen wasn't there I think it is I think they win both those games with Jalen flat out I, I think they win both those games so I think the only place where our opinion on this starts to differ and maybe not. But I agree. If Jalen plays, we are not feeling this. Way. Yeah, they beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and the fear about this team is over. Yeah, because it's clinched. It yep. doesn't matter. Yep. Where I think we differ is, 
I just don't know what version of well, Jalen we're the, getting. Well, that's where I was going. And, yeah, and that, that's when you that's asked me the, the question. That's the thing. Hearing you talk. That's the big And if, if Jalen can't play on Sunday, yes, I will be a lot more concerned because he's my, like legit. Like, if he doesn't well, play on Sunday, Sunday, he's legit yeah. injured. And it's, and it's he, the whole thing. Right. Like, oh, no, he would have been legit played. injured the whole time. But, right, yeah. but no, he would have been. But yeah, the point is, we've done this whole, oh, I bet he could have played. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think most people think he could have played against the Saints if he really needed to. And this is where I think the and if Eagles— he, And if he can't play on Sunday, then he clearly really couldn't have played right. against it. Yeah. And this is where I think the Eagles' handling of this injury thing is a, has been misplayed by them. I understand you want competitive advantage, like whatever. And I get you don't want to put timetables on things for players. But what they've done now, if Jalen does not play on Sunday, they've created a message of he could have played against the Cowboys. He could have played against the Saints. No, I agree. And now it's like— well, clearly he could not. If he doesn't play against the the Giants, obviously he, there was no chance he was going to play against these other teams. So I just think they've created this kind of environment where it's, well, they're holding him out to be cautious, blah, 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 blah. No, clearly he's just been hurt the whole time. Just say that. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to Jalen. It's really makes you guys, it, and it's going to open them up to criticism because if he doesn't play against the Giants, people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, you held him out precautionary, and now it all came back. No, Jalen's no, not been yeah. playing because Jalen can't play. I don't think and that, that's what they should have said. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. If right. if Jalen can't play on Sunday, and this is, and again, this is all if like Jalen could might, play. Yeah, he could Jaylen, play. I, and and look, I still think he's going to. You're the one who's super concerned about it. If I well, not super. I'm a more, more concerned. concerned yeah, I should okay. say, but but let me put it this way: like, I think Jalen is playing on Sunday. Okay. I my bet if I'm betting on it, I'm betting on Jalen playing. I still believe he'll be out there. I'm concerned because you're down there and you say these things and I trust you and that makes me a yeah, little nervous. Yeah, but I would put Jalen playing at like minus 150 where at the, earlier in the week I would have done like minus 500. Yeah, see, I I'm, guess like, is my, I'm like minus 250 okay. or whatever, somewhere right. in there. But I get your point. Um, so I, I'm not, you know, but but if he can't play and if this situation, yeah, that's, then it's concerning and I agree with you. I think something that, that I've long believed, Jody Cameron is a big believer in this. We've talked about this a lot on the Midday Show, the idea of team messaging to their fans and how mm-hmm. important that is and now yeah. it's not something like and that's why the Sixers have been so bad with this the last few years and that's why a lot of people are angry with the Sixers like it is important what you tell your fans and how you tell your fans yeah and I agree like and if Jalen can't play and the injury was it, it wasn't if yeah. that's the case if that's the case you're right there will be a lot of Eagles fans mad at the Philadelphia right because I you know I listen to you guys driving in and I give I'm I'm not ripping anybody, but the callers and, and you know like Richie is saying this, where it's like, well, guys, they've said he's close, and it's like ignore that. They're not telling us the truth about his well, that, injury. Well, that's because, why the the Rappaport and Schefter thing. Yeah, that's the, to me so is the now. most yes. compelling piece that he's playing. Yes, to me. but I I think and we're recording this like I've said on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm really curious to see what the injury report says. I think if he's limited on Wednesday, he's not playing Sunday. Really? My guess. But it's a walkthrough today. Like, Ex- but, it, but, but you fill it out as if it was a practice, for what it's worth. But, if they're willing to call him limited, I don't think he's playing Sunday. That's my guess. If he's full today, then obviously he's going to play. But I think today we find out whether he's uh, See, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think he's going to be limited today no matter what. I think they might just keep him limited the whole time. As it, like, If they're not going to tell us that he's going to play, why would they give out any sort of more information than they have to? I just, that's my opinion. Like, I don't know what to say. I Just from all my experience of watching how this franchise handles injuries and injured players, if he's limited, it will have all the red flags of this guy's not playing. The way they're talking about him, the way they're putting him on the practice report. Well, just saying. I hope I, you're wrong. I do, Look, I want to see J- I don't want to travel to Tampa in two weeks for a playoff game, right? Like, I was very excited to go to Arizona. And it could still happen. If Jalen is the guy that he was before the injury, I still think that they're going to the Super Bowl. It's just it's a it's a massive question. Yeah, it's all Jalen. It all yeah. comes down to Jalen. It's always the quarterback. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, unless like, you have a backup quarterback like Nick Foles, right? right? 
Right. I mean, well, but even then, it was the quarterback. They got great quarterback play. Yeah. I it, again, the 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 I'm I'm hanging on to Rappaport and Schefter. I'm hanging on to those guys. And well, let me ask you this real quick. Yes. Do you think that now? I I think they almost always just get their stuff from the Eagles. But oh, I think they get their stuff from the Eagles. Do you think this is Jalen's team saying, "Yeah, he's playing"? I think Jalen wants to play. But that's my question. Do you think they're hearing from Jalen's people, yeah, he's playing? Okay, so here's my thing. And then then it gets into a gray area because is it the Eagles precautionary saying, Jalen, you're not playing? Or is it the doctors saying, Jalen, you are medically not cleared to play? Because those are very different things. I agree. I, 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 think, I think this is also pretty straightforward. If the doctors say he can play, he's playing. The Eagles are not going to be precautionary with him for the playoffs. They have the one seat on the line. Gardner played terrible. They also, for what it's worth now, he will have really missed like six weeks. I don't think the Eagles are going to risk his health or anything like that. But trust me, if if there is a way to get Jalen on that field Sunday, Jalen will play is is my – I mean, don't you agree? Do you think they would really? I thought he was going to play until you're getting me nervous. I was 100% set on him playing, and now you're coming in and being like, I don't think he's going to play, or I think he might not play. You're making me yeah, nervous. I've, I've always said I think he is probably going to play, to be clear. I'm just saying, I, like I said, I went from minus 500 to minus 150. It's the best yeah. way I can put it Yeah. for all those gamblers. Yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, Elliot would have been like, what, what are you talking about? All right, about? quickly before we get out of here, a couple other notes. And um, Eagles, uh, no word on Avante Maddox and when he'll be back, but um, Chauncey's back. Chauncey is uh, and Robert Quinn. Let's not forget important yes. Robert Quinn. Twenty-one uh, day practice window. Open Pretty coincidence. For them. He comes back the same week. Josh Sweat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, uh, I guess if Sweat's not hurt, Robert Quinn's probably not. That's uh, not a bad call. What do you um, do? You think Chauncey actually plays this week? Or you think I do. Oh wow! So that's do, a, that's yeah. a big step forward. That's a, that's yeah. good news. I think it's good news. I think he'll he'll get reps, which yeah, he'll need, right? Yeah. So I think he'll play. I mean. Is there any? Was there one player? Maybe they opened the practice window and he didn't play. Uh, Dallas got it right. Got but it. I thought that In was Chicago. kind of precautionary yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Chauncey will play. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Um, all right. So it's going to be an interesting week in terms of obviously the the whole situation with Demar Hamlin, the, the number one thing on our our radar and what we're looking at, yeah. and then how the NFL reacts to that, and then specifically the Eagles, whether Jalen plays, how he plays, if he does play, how he looks. There's a lot going on right for an Eagles team that it felt like kind of. We were just kind of like cruising to the one seed and really nothing to think about. Like all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, look, I think the Eagles, if Gardner plays, will win. I think so. But let's also not ignore the fact that this team is floundering right now. Right? They lost to Dallas. They lost to New Orleans. Again, without Jalen. I, no, like, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, that's a huge part is. of it. But I'm saying but if Jalen's not field, playing. The, the leadership, the, right. the, the, that guy's but there, we're talking play if different. Gardner plays. That's what oh, I'm know. saying. If Gardner yeah. plays, I think they'll win. But let's not ignore the fact that they could come out. Gardner could start slow. Gannon's defense gives up a long drive. Like this, you know, it's not crazy to think that this could go not the way they want. I like. I don't think they're ninety eight percent anymore. They're a fourteen you know? point favorite, though. I, I agree. They're definitely. I would not, it's take one the game. Giants plus fourteen. I think the Eagles will win, but I think taking the Giants plus fourteen is like the easiest bet of all time. Wow, look at you! Don't you? The, this team. I don't know. I, haven't, I mean, I, I would probably. It's just a lot of points. And again, without that's knowing what I'm Jaylen's saying, that's a lot play, of points. Yeah. I mean, if they're playing their backups, dude, you're telling me this Eagles roster can't beat backups? I mean, the this Saints Eagles are, roster Saints are is mostly backups at this point. The Saints are playing. The Saints are a middle of the road team. Dallas is a good team, you know, compared yeah, to the rest sure. of the NFL. The Saints like, are better than we thought. Saints are Saints are a borderline playoff team. Like yeah. they're they're like I think they're like right. They're gonna end up winning seven. Kind of good the Giants are. Like I don't think the Giants are much better than the Saints. I think the Giants are better. I don't think they're much better than the Saints. Similar type. I would almost rather play the But Giants. we're talking about backups. Like I backups. Agree with you. This team is not playing well right now. 
Right, but they're still more talented than the Giants. I don't, again, I don't disagree, but we've seen all the time in sports, like when things start to unravel, it's tougher to, to get it back going. And I think if they come out and they have a touchdown well, drive, again, we opening, saw it unravel in 2017. They got it back going again. We've they seen did. it in this they city. They did, with this but team. that's what makes the run so unbelievable. You know, like that's what but, I'm saying. But, but but when that happened, it, it was with a backup quarterback. This is with getting the MVP back. No, so no, it's no. less improbable. No, no, no. I, if Jalen plays, they're winning. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying if Gardner No, I'm plays. talking ba- down the road. Oh, yeah. I think they beat the Giants either way. I'm okay. not worried about that. Like, I, I know it's it's not a lock, but I'm not worried about that. I think they'll beat the Giants. I feel very confident. And I think they'll beat the Giants, too. I, I'm just saying I would take the Giants plus 14. I, no, I might, too. It's a lot of yeah. I mean, it's a lot of points without knowing uh, if, you know, Jalen's playing or not. But yeah. I'm not at all concerned. I think they could still beat cover 14 ask you this, with Gardner okay? is my point. Jalen plays. We're both at pretty much 100% they win the game. Yes. Okay. If Gardner plays... I'm at like 96%. Wow, okay. 90, 95. Okay. And the Giants' backups. The Giants aren't even good to begin with. I, dude, I agree with you. This is nothing, again, this has nothing to do with the Giants. This is, I'm just saying. Just this down is, on the birds. No, no. Well, of course I'm down on the birds. They've, like, they almost beat I know, the Cowboys. I know, I know. Like, it was, they had one horrible game where they didn't show up. And it's not ideal, but they, they, were, they had one game where they looked horrible. Yeah. One. All right. With Gardner. All right. You know? I, again, I think they're going to be the one seed. Okay. Doesn't sound like it. Buddy. Well, I, like sounds I, like you're really scared. I well, to anyone that listens to the pod, that's <laughs> that's nothing new. But but I think it's for everyone out there. It's okay. It's not crazy to be concerned. It is not crazy to be concerned right now. It's not. Okay. Now our concern might be for not, but that doesn't mean the concern wasn't. Like no, that. I agree. Look, there is yeah. there is again until we know Jalen's okay. There's there's absolutely reason to be concerned. Yeah, that and that's that. Yes, exactly. That's the crux of it. All right, yeah. you got anything else on the birds? Or Demar Hamlin or anything. Um, I'm trying to think. No, not really. Yeah, I don't either. Not yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I don't. How was your time good. off? You have a nice little. Did I have time off? Christmas holiday. Oh yeah. Well, actually, my side note is, dude. I said this before we started the pod. I've been craving peanut M and M's. Yeah, you, you so like, bad. in a weird way, right? Like I got a craving two days ago, and I haven't had them since. I stopped at a gas station, and they had no peanut M and M's. I think peanut M and M's are like saying you don't have any water. At a gas yeah, station. Yeah, I'm they, shocked. They, they are a, a staple that has to be at all convenience stores. Peanut M&M's, regular M&M's, Reese's Cups. I think those are the three you have to have. Okay. Maybe Skittles, I think, would probably be in there. Okay. It's a good take. Would you agree? I, I, I'm a big peanut M&M's, M&M's guy. I'd have to really think about my staples. Like I'm saying, if you're it. running a candy store, well, not like if you're running a gas station, what five candies would you be like, we have to have on, in stock all times? Yeah. I mean, Reese's. Reese's. there for sure. Peanut M and M's, yeah, I think they would be there. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Swedish fish, I don't know. So, probably sour patch kids. I guess sour patch, sour patch kids. I think um, Butterfingers has earned it. What? Oh my god! Butterfingers I mean, look, is easily a, a most iconic candy, dude. Okay, whether you like it or not, I'm no, just saying. I mean, Kit Kat's more iconic than the Butterfingers. I disagree. Uh, Butterfingers didn't even come around until the '90s. Butterfingers are newer than the '90s. Was Thirty than, years ago, right? But I'm saying, like these other ones are older. Like they're older candy bars. How much bars. longer? How Hershey, much older a Hershey bar really is more make. iconic. Regardless, I'm looking up holding. Regardless, regardless, regardless. Um, Download I mean, the Parks app. <laughs> most people, most people don't like Butterfinger. I like Butterfinger, but the vast Butterfinger is people like there are so many people who eat Butterfinger. It would be a bad decision, is my point. Is a gas station. You want to appeal to as many people wow, as Kit possible. Cats have been around since 1937. Dude, I know. I'm I'm not wrong about this. <laughs> That's I'm telling insane. you this. Now. I know what I'm talking about here. Um, I think so. Here's my thing with Butterfingers. I enjoy like two or three bites, but they really do get stuck. No one, dude. Team. I'm telling yeah. you, it'd be a bad decision. I like Butterfinger too. It is. 
not close to the you don't think it'd sell out. It'd be like twentieth. All right, list. fine. You've convinced me. I'm thank, okay. you. Okay. thank you. Thank you. And I think you need some type of gum, but that's not really. Yeah, you need some gum. Big gum guy. Uh, all right, I got a thought. Uh, first of all, did you watch Glass Onion, by the way? I feel like everyone watched it now. Yeah, didn't I tell you I watched it? No. Did you like it? You're talking about like Knives Out Glass yes. Onion? Yes. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was great, It right? was super, super everyone good. Everyone should watch yeah. it. Is most people have very seen good. It. Yeah. Super, super entertaining. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. I did Craig figure it out, great but it was very good. It was, I, I don't think it was that hard. I yeah, think they it, made was, it, it was super, made it pretty super clear good, it was going to be. But yeah, it was really fun. Mm. Super entertaining. Highly recommend. Um, have you seen the first one? Apparently, it's like a- you haven't seen the first one? No. Watch the first one. Is it like a sequel where you have to? No, they, you know, just it's just the same Daniel. Gr- complete, Daniel. Daniel Craig is the only character in both movies. So it's kind of like a Sherlock type thing. It's exactly like that. Yes. Look Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed or, it. Or James Bond, which he also is. You know, that kind of Seems more there's Sherlock. There's more character more in James More Sherlock. Bond. More Sherlock, yeah. But there's no Watson. So, uh, you know. Well, but he's a detective. I know. 007's not a detective. I, well, he's a uh, kind of. In some no, he feel like he's more like an assassin type. It, honestly, it's really Hercule Poirot is the real correct sure. If you want to get into it, talking about Hercules, what is this? Hercule Poirot, Agatha Christie. I don't know. Who He's like the most are. famous detective in literature. One of them, uh, Sherlock is yeah, the most Sherlock famous. Is, yeah. But I would say Sherlock has an assistant. Hercule doesn't. I think Hercule. It's more of an Agatha Christie vibe, I would say, than a Sherlock Holmes vibe. But <laughs> the words you're saying right now are just. This is, dude. This is so. I am. This is my wheelhouse. I like, can tell. Who done it? You're, you're having Christie, a debate with yourself about how much a sidekick puzzle matters. box movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. All, this is as like. I, I'm in. No matter I can what, tell. anything that is like Agatha Christie-ish, in. So, in. did you see there's a series on Netflix now where you can watch the episodes out of order? Yeah. How does this work? Do you know more about this, maybe? or whatever. Yeah. I don't. So, I, like, you can pick, like, the seventh one and it changes the outcome of the, I can't. I don't even know how you would go about doing I just don't doing care. That. I mean, it's way too much. Like, what? what I already have enough going on. Just put, I don't just, disagree. Put the shows in order. But it seems, in, it feels like a black it's an, mirror. It, look, thing. yeah, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, but anyway, everyone should wear, watch Black Onion, uh, Glass Onions. Very, very good. Um, and then I have a dumb phrase. Okay. I'm, I'm so over this. It's so annoying. Is this like a happy wife, happy life No, situation? this will not offend <laughs> okay. as many people. Right. Except for the few people who say it. But yeah. I don't believe in coincidences. I hate that phrase. You know what happens every day of my life? Coincidence. Every freaking day, dude. Every Emily and I'll be watching TV and we'll have eaten it like Taco Bell that day. And it's like, oh, they have a Taco Bell. Like this and yeah. things happen all the time. Coincidence happen every day in life. I hate that freaking phrase. I hate so it. So I'm trying to think here because I do think coincidences happen. So of course they do. There's nothing not to believe in. Really. Exactly. Like I saying hate like the phrase, I don't, you know, like, oh, yeah, oh, nothing's a coincidence. Wrong. A lot. Yes, in certain cases, something that people think is a coincidence actually isn't. Sure, that's correct. But a lot of times it is. I well, hate the phrase. I also think, in some ways, coincidences are what you make them to be. I think if you have a coincidence in your life and it's something you want to believe in, it's very easy to say, "Well, this is happening for this reason." And I think if it's not something you want, yeah. you usually go, "Oh, that's weird." Like yeah. so. To believe in them is pretty much just believing in what you want it to be. Yeah. Mo- most most things that are coincidences that, are kind of a crutch for people. Coincidences are just things that happen. It, that's a coincidence. Yeah, and, it and things happen, so, so it's hard to go against that. Nothing not to believe in. Yeah. Anyway, it drove me crazy. I heard it like three times. I was like, enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Felt good about that. You're good with expressions. Picking out the ones that are bad. I'm trying to be better at. Yeah. It. I'm trying to trying to have my little notes app and think about these things. Walking around, making sure you don't say things. I do. I, I you should get a shirt that says like, "Don't tell me about coincidences." Yes. My wife's happy. I promise. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> happy spouse. Happy yes. House. Exactly. Yeah. All right. You got anything else? No. All right. We'll be back with Parks Picks by tomorrow. Parks show at Parks on Saturday. Until then, he's out.